Welcome to Six Pennies Podcast. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Loan Factory and Billy Nguyen. Billy's phone number is 469-585-4498. You can find out more about Loan Factory at loanfactory.com or at their Facebook page, facebook.com slash loanfactoryhq. If you're looking to finance or refinance your home, now is an awesome time and Loan Factory can help you get the best rates every single day. They work with a number of different lenders uh, and brokers, or they are brokers that work with a number of different lenders. They submit to all of them, get you the best rates. They're very, very uh, proactive and um, and reactive in uh, um, being willing and responsive and helping you out with any questions that you have. So please check out Loan Factory at their website. Again, that's loanfactory.com. They are based, um, Billy's branch is based in the Dallas, Texas area, but they can help you out anywhere. Make sure to contact Billy before you sign up. His phone number is 469-585-4498. And um, yeah, check out Loan Factory now. It's still a great time to finance or refinance your homes with awesome interest rates out there. Okay, we are back. Albie Mock, are you guys back? What's up, what's up? It has been forever. Man, we have been really, really busy. Um, everybody has various things going on, but we knew that we needed to come back and do a podcast because the NBA Finals are coming up. We haven't talked since, I think, before the playoffs. So, so much stuff has happened. So let's start here. We are recording this at a time when it's the also, Phoenix... Uh, it's also July 4th weekend, and July 4th holds you a guys special love, place. You guys love it. Yeah, and also it just reminds me of when, you know, Mock and Ophelia were in town, and then they got the call. Um, for Levi. Yeah, that was just, oh, I'm yeah. always going to remember that. I was, I was thinking about the call for, for KD, but yeah, oh, good end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're here because we're talking about the Phoenix Suns going to the NBA Finals for the first time in, I don't know how long, well, since 93, right? Um, and uh, they are in the finals. We don't know the East winner yet as of this recording. So let's start with Albie. What do you want to talk about? Tell me about Chris Paul, your new favorite player. Chris Paul, so 15 years or 16 years in the league, um, 11-time All-Star, 10-time All-NBA. Like He is definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer. But to have a ring to kind of just um, you know, put an exclamation point on his career would, would be amazing. And it's hard because now that I watch him play, like, Chris Paul is super annoying to watch, right? Because he's always playing for the foul. He's super flopping. Um, but that's just how he's always played. And it's uh, it's been to his detriment in the past. Uh, most notably, like, when he was in the Clippers, he tried to draw that foul against Russell Westbrook, ended up being a turnover. Like, that's a huge choke. Um, you know, he could have done it. He could have done something um, and try to draw a foul in this series, too, and it, it would have ruined it. Like, Honestly, the Suns got very lucky. Um, Kawhi was out. They got lucky in Game Two with the the Valley Oop for DeAndre Ayton. Like, um, with that being said, like there's a lot of luck that comes with championship teams, and we could be seeing, you know, the the next champion in Chris Paul and the Suns. Yeah, everything is luck, right? There's, you, you know, every champion you you only play the the teams that you're given. It's it's not their fault if some players get hurt. Um, every year there's some sort of asterisk involved. So very impressive stuff by the Suns. No, I don't think anybody saw this coming. Mock, what do you think about Chris Paul and the Suns? I hated CP before he got to the Rockets. I <laughs> I bore with him while he was here, and, and I hate him now after he's gone. Wow. Jeez. It, okay. it, it, it's probably too strong a word, but he's there. 
there's nothing more annoying in basketball right now than Chris Paul in the bonus. Like it, there's it, it's a tier above anything else. Uh, what's what's like, your most hated play? Like you know he has these patented draw your foul plays. There's one that comes to mind for me, but for you, is there anything that that pops out? It's the it's the dribbling up the court and like you're on a side. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. Wait, what? He, what is it? He, so he'll he'll like basically he grabs a rebound or whatever, and the defender is behind him in, oh, the, yeah. in the backcourt, and he'll just like slow down or stop and then fall over, draw the foul. Like he doesn't like there's no like remorse. He just pops right back up, gets the ball, gives it to the ref, and goes to the line. Like yeah, it's not it's now, not too, a right? basketball play at all. I mean, yeah. Trey Young does it, but he does it more like in the half court. Chris yeah. Paul does it like in the back court, like with 23 <laughs> seconds left in the shot clock. Oh man, awesome! That's funny that you you we came up with the same example. Yeah, wow, that's the worst thing. It doesn't even matter like if it's behind, like anywhere in the vicinity, he's gonna he's gonna seek you out and then like somehow draw the whistle. Um, yeah, just really annoying to see. Um, and I feel like I don't know. Well. I think one thing that came to mind for me was um, like wh- one thing you always said about KD back in the day, like when he was with Westbrook, like he would get all the praise, but he would never take any of the criticism. And mm-hmm. I feel like for, for CP, especially this year, um, I mean, injury luck aside, I mean, injury luck, it's the mo- it's the best injury luck I've seen since like f- 2015 Warriors, right? Um, just in terms of every star player in every series, like, like go- going down. Uh, for for CP and the Suns, uh, but but yeah, I feel like he he hasn't done that much. Yeah, he had a great game six uh, statistically, but other than that, like he's not he's not carrying them by any means. Like he yeah. missed he missed a few games here and there too. Yeah, I would agree. This year, more than any year that I can remember, is definitely more of a war of attrition, right? Like just to name yeah. some of the the players that have gone down: Anthony Davis, round one. Round two, Jamal Murray was obviously out, so they swept the Nuggets. That was actually pretty impressive to sweep them. Uh, this round, obviously Kawhi, and then the next round, potentially Trey Young or Giannis could be out. So it's um, it's super lucky because there's always been injuries in the past, but not to like the other team's best player every single round. So yeah, um, I mean, you I, guys, I, but you I guys are such haters. No, see, that's 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 the <laughs> caveat I wanted to say. Like, I don't hate Chris Paul. I think he is the best point guard in this era, like true point guard. And honestly, he was one hamstring away in Houston of winning a ring there because they were definitely going to beat the Cavs in the finals. Um, but I think the the annoying thing about him and guys guys like him, James Harden, there's a lot of people that play this style, but they're too good yeah, to they don't have, have to play that style. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's the annoying part. I yeah, I mean, I have to disagree with you guys a little bit on his performance, as well as I think Albi, you were mentioning kind of uh, taking the blame versus getting the credit, or maybe that was mock. But I don't know. I I feel like I've always blamed Chris Paul whenever they did not win, whenever he choked against who was that, the Warriors or the Thunder or something like five years ago, when they choked against the Rockets up three one, and in the big uh, the big game, the Corey Brewer Josh Smith game, like all of that is Chris Paul's fault. I mean, he obviously has gotten hurt several times, which is 
not really his fault, but it, I mean, this seems like uh, that's something that we would have said about his entire career if he didn't get to this point. It always would have been Chris Paul couldn't make it. He something happened in the playoffs to him. Something went wrong. You know, the injury often was to him and not to these other players that it's happening to now. And I feel like just because, you know, it, yes, it, it's definitely true that he has gotten lucky with injuries in this playoffs. But um, that being said, you know, they swept the Nuggets and he went for 37 and seven in the in the clincher. Uh, yeah. He beat the Lakers with 41 and eight in the clincher. And he like doesn't turn the ball over at all. He's he has been incredible. I think he has been I mean, really, really good as the floor general, and he deserves a ton of credit for this. I guess let me pose a question. I'll start with you, Timmy. If he does win a ring this year, like he has a championship under his uh, in his resume, does that enhance his legacy, or is he the same? Like you've ar- already just kind of um, considered him one of the best point guards of all time. Like, is it really going to elevate him further? Outstanding question. I am looking at our. Six Place Podcast spreadsheet, which we haven't looked at in a, quite a while. Um, one of the latest things we did was looking at the 50 greatest players of all time. We did a ton of stats. I did a lot of research on this on Basketball Reference. And at the time, I had Chris Paul in, in the 20 to 30 range, probably around number 26, 27 or so. Mock, you had him higher than that at number 21. And Albie, I don't remember. You you definitely had him lower, but I don't remember exactly where. I think I just had tears. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you had tears like and ranks. And the way we looked at it was we we looked at like you know the the statistics like how many all NBA's all defense, um you know MVPs or close to MVPs, all stars, all that stuff combined, and then championships, win shares, PER. We did everything. We kind of based it on um, as many of those numbers as we could look at, plus our eye tests, of course. And Chris Paul was was really solid. I mean, we also have our Mount Rushmores where we have. Probably Chris Paul at this point, maybe cracking the top four point guards of all time. I mean, we got Magic, Isaiah, Stockton, Curry, like those guys, right? Chris Paul's right around the the back end there. And I feel like with a championship here, he definitely has a case to be in that top four. I guess same question for Mark is because you named those four point guards to me with a championship. He passed Chris Paul. Oh, he passes Stockton. What, passes how do you Stockton feel about that? I mean, I'm super biased, obviously. <laughs> I don't like Stockton either, obviously, but uh, I I would have to go back to the list because yes, a championship like if if in a vacuum, yes, a championship does bolster his resume. However, I I feel like especially for that list that we went through, like the top fifty, uh, I had the most focus or one of the most focused on MVPs and finals MVP specific or specifically as well. Um, And I I don't like if they win a championship, would he be finals MVP? I I don't know. Like it's a, it's probably a toss up right now uh, depending on how Booker plays. And I mean, there's, there's an argument to be made that Chris Paul is like the third best player on his team right now. Right. Like, in terms of importance, in terms of uh, scoring, everything that he brings to the game. I mean, a lot of the, like, so much of, it's all praise on him right now, and it's all for, like, intangible stuff a lot of times, like his leadership and and bolstering this squad that didn't make the playoffs last year, even though they won every game in the bubble. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'll have to see it to believe it. I don't don't hate him anymore, like I did when he was on the Clippers. He's just really annoying. Um, so, like, none of the remaining teams. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad if 
if any of the remaining teams won, I just I preferred like the Clippers, but but obviously they lost without Kawhi. So you got a really interesting point guard or argument actually. Looking back here and where we ranked everybody, obviously we had some tiers at the time. Um, I I think uh, Magic Magic was was clearly a number one for all of us. Isaiah was right up there too, and I think Stockton was very close with all the stats they accumulated. But at the same time, Stockton doesn't have those championships. So we actually had Jason Kidd and Steve Nash pretty close behind or right next to Stockton at the time. So those are two other names I would bring up when we're thinking of Chris Paul. If he wins a championship here, obviously with no MVP, Kidd has has one championship, Nash has two MVPs. How would you guys rate CP versus those two? Yeah, that's I, the thing. Like, I, I can't I can't put CP past Nash or Isaiah or, or Curry. So what about Kidd? Mag, Magic's still up there. So he can't crack the top four for me unless – Finals MVP could could bump him. Kid, uh, yeah, he's he's probably past Kid. Albie, what do you think? I agree with that. I mean, Kid doesn't have close to the same amount like of scoring and all that kind of stuff, and that's so important now in 2021. Um, but I actually disagree with the Nash thing. I think if he wins, and I know Nash has two MVPs. Yeah, one, one, at least one of those is a fluke, though, right? Should have been a Shaq MVP. Sure, Kobe. but it's or Kobe. But um, two MVPs is still MVPs. But I think Chris Paul, if he wins, and like Mock said, and he leads his team and wins the finals MVP while doing so, I think he surpasses Nash for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. But I think it's uh, at best 50-50 that he would be the finals MVP, right? Like Devin Booker is definitely ahead of him. Yeah, so I mean, I think I think no matter who Phoenix plays in the the championship, I think Book is going to go off. I just think against the Clippers, they just defended him really well. They had the personnel first, first yeah. and foremost, and uh, he broke his nose in this in this series. So they kind of took him out for two games, but for this uh, final series, whether it's Milwaukee or um, or the Hawks, I think Book is going to eat. So I think he's going to be MVP over Chris Paul. I think Chris Paul here on the Suns is just such an interesting case because he is on a team where he is quite clearly the oldest, most veteran guy, and almost the entire team is young besides like Jay Crowder, right? Like everybody is in their mid-20s or below. And so it feels like he has a great impact here because they all probably respect him a lot, and he's he is not as much their peer as he is like, you know, he was the the guy that was really good when they were in high school. And so it, it feels really different. Uh, when I think of like Kid and Nash, I, I feel like everybody always wanted to play with those guys. Like he he made them all better in a way because they just enjoyed playing with them with him. And he set everybody up, obviously, and was a great team player assist, all that. Chris Paul gets those assists, but with like the wrong types of players, like the Clippers, obviously, um, you know, there's friction because those guys are like, this guy is just so annoying. I don't want I don't really want to be around him, even though he is obviously raising the ceiling and helping us do really well as a team. I hope people realize, because um, you guys know I don't like Doc Rivers very much, but that guy I think he was, holding back, he was holding back the Clippers. Obviously, we don't know, right? And they, they went up against Prime, the Warriors, and Prime. Like it, it was a really hard era to win. Right now is a very diluted league. Like Anybody could have won this season, uh, especially with the injury. So um we've talked about like ranking players we've always we've also talked about ranking championships and like this year's championship would be relatively low right it 
it doesn't really count as much as like a uh you know Cavs coming back from 3-1 against the Warriors level you know so um even, I don't know what championship is lower than this in in our lifetimes really you think this is the cheapest championship can you think of uh, not cheapest I mean there are going to be injuries and let's just put aside the injuries just in terms of like the competition whoever they're going to face in the finals like and the player and the teams that they faced going to the finals, it just doesn't feel like it's anywhere near. I would say, I would say the, the first the first year Durant joined the Warriors, that's pretty cheap because that's pretty like overpowering Chico. Yeah, but I mean they were an they were an outstanding team, so like they you know they deserve to be the champions because they were just that much better. I I think of it more as like what the competition looks like, yeah. and I I can't think of many seasons where it's anything like this, like. I mean, the Raptors beating the Warriors was so legit because the Warriors were so good, right? And the Lakers winning last year is awesome because they're all in the bubble. Everybody was facing the same circumstances. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Going back probably like the Rockets actually in 94, I don't know how, how great that was. Um, but yeah, I think maybe like the, like like the, the second three-peat the, the three Bulls, do you think those Jazz teams were good? Obviously, they won 60 games made it to the finals but i in my opinion looking back on it I yeah the like 98 probably, probably that last year was was not that impressive of a championship especially like the bulls were so old and everything like the fact they were able to win that is pretty impressive and some of those wins i know we talk about like or people look at the flu game or the shot and stuff but some of the bulls wins over the jazz are like 30 points 40 points like some of those are blowouts maybe it's uh maybe the 99 lockout year the the duncan uh, young Duncan over the Knicks, uh, the eight seed Knicks. Maybe that's the worst one, but at least they had Duncan, who's like you know all time great. That's probably the first and last time I ever cheered for the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a quick break and talk about another sponsor, and that's Derek Shaw with Farmers Insurance. You can reach D Shaw at two one four seven two nine six four six two. Uh, make sure to check out Derek Shaw and um, get a, a quote on home life or auto insurance today. Make sure your family is ready and prepared and protected in case of any kind of emergency that might come your way. And uh, mention mention Six Pennies Podcast when you talk to D Shaw. He will give you a huge, huge discount. Um, and once again, his phone number is 214-729-6462. You can also check him out at his Facebook page, facebook.com slash Derek Shaw Insurance. And yeah, just send him a text. Uh, give him a call. His number is 214-729-6462. Mark, I know you're low on this guy, Trey Young, but has he impressed you during this postseason run? I'm trying not to hate him. I'm, I'm trying not to hate all the young <laughs> Jeez. players. Jeez. Like, I'm I'm trying uh I sh- I should rephrase. I'm trying to find a way to like the the new generation, but it, it's tough for me, man. Like I I I think I just like the old school stuff. Uh so uh but yeah, Trey Yeah, we'll probably segue to talk about Luca in a bit, but it's it's crazy to me that um that people really think that was still that was like a even trade for the maps um like you you can't be that results oriented like no matter what even if i mean trey's kind of perfect for atlanta right now uh but at the same time like luca is just a generational talent and um it's crazy to me that like both is that a discussion is that a discussion whether the luca trey yeah is equal no i i think it is i i really think it is man like 
I only asked the Trey question because when he sh- when he crossed over Drew and then had a wide open three, but shimmied right before it, just reminded me of you. So I was like, man, <laughs> turning into Mog. <laughs> uh, well, I I did like him a little bit more after the Knicks series. I have to admit. Um, yeah, he is yeah, playing. That was he is awesome. really playing a great role as as the bad guy, as the villain. Um, but I, I, I definitely have uh, seen some things and heard them, some things in the national media about that trade and how it has become a little more even. I, I haven't really heard anybody say like, oh, it's it's fair now. Like, I, I think it's very clear that Luca has so much more upside and talent and is still so much better. It's just like now it's not as lopsided where you would, you know, think about it in some of those worst trades of all time. I don't know. I, I think it's clear to the three of us, but I would say nationally, I, I don't think it's, I, I think it's pretty split, man. Um, yeah, just, I mean, I guess a lot of people but, forgot about Luca already. Like, But even even in, in a vacuum, if it's a one-sided trade, which the three of us somewhat agree with, but the Hawks win a title, it really doesn't matter, right? Like, it's all worth oh, yeah. it for them for, for a ring, whether it's an inferior player or not, and then especially if the Mavericks never win. Like, it just, um, sure, like, we shouldn't be results-oriented or, or based on the, the ends, but if they win a title, that's all that matters, right? I mean, there's a lot of injury luck this year for the Hawks, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Those sides. Or, or well, I guess, yeah, depending on if they can come back with without Giannis. So let's talk about Giannis, then. Let's, uh, I think we got to talk about both Giannis we got to talk about Giannis, Kawhi, and Paul George. So you guys want to start with with our favorite guy, Giannis? Giannis, man. I feel bad for Giannis. Two-time MVP, I, yeah. super dominant. This this should have been his year to, like, redeem himself as that two-time MVP. Like, But, yeah. I mean, like, his, his numbers are going to always be sick. Because, A, he's a freak athlete. Like, just yeah. his body is insane. Two, he's always going to try hard. Like, he's always gone 100%. So that's something that's really cool about Giannis. But this game, game five, 2-2, going back to Milwaukee, you know, Atlanta had a legitimate shot. And basically, um, basically the Bucks just dominated without Giannis. So it's kind of like... It's pretty Giannis, weird. Yeah, is Giannis that important? Obviously he is. I'm just being a little facetious. But you had, like... 30 from Brooke Lopez, 25 from Drew, 25 from Middleton, 20 from Portis. Like, all these guys are, you know, able to score. So, if 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 Portis uh, is, like, a 75% of Giannis, they're still pretty good. It feels like it's all been a fluke. Like, the game before, the Hawks dominated without Trey Young, right? So, it's just, these teams are just, you know, they're, they're not the same without those, those top players. Yeah. I guess when you look at teams and their top players are out, there, there's always going to be times where, you know, they could play well and, and upset teams. But the difference with having a top player is it, I think it just becomes more consistent, I guess. Yeah, that's the Ewing effect, right? The 99 Knicks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, for Giannis. I'm kind of the same way as Timmy. Like I've, I've gone from from hate to uh, to kind of pity. Like I, I do feel bad for him. Jeez. Um, I mean, I'm glad he's not. Seriously hurt. There's it sounds like there's a chance he could return. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm happy that they he took down the the Bucks or took down the Nets, sort of. Um, but uh, but I, yeah. I think the story with with that team has always has always been the same for me. Like I I don't see him as a true 
like number one carry guy. Um, mm-hmm. Middleton has kind of been forced into that role. Uh, like you, you, Giannis is great for you know first three quarters of every game, and and you're right, the effort is always there, which is which is nice to see. But when it comes down to stretch, like he's he's nothing more than like a Gian- Giannis is the greatest. Giannis is the greatest number two player in history, and Chris Middleton is like the worst number one player. <laughs> like if Chris Middleton was like ten percent better, like this would not be a series. Um, however, like you, like I, th- I think mock. I think the three of us actually kind of agree. Like Giannis is is good at what he does, and he's never gonna have the skill of like a Durant that can shoot or another you know player that can actually dribble the ball but he does what he does and he makes a big influence a big impact on the game but if he played with a a, a true number one and yeah. he took that role of i'm just gonna do everything else he could be a monster yeah no that's a good point he's like a number two marketed as a number one yeah yeah Okay, so let's go to the other side. The guys that already got eliminated, Kawhi and Paul George. Kawhi is a free agent. What do you guys think about that? Is he just going to stay in L.A.? He had the option. Two years, two plus one. And it's hard. It's hard to think to see him leaving. He like moved heaven and earth to get to L.A. to get to Southern California to be close to home. Um, but if he's unhappy with the organization, there's that's a fun and also annoying thing with basketball with the NBAs there's just so many rumors and you don't know what's true but the latest reports talk about having um you know mistrust with the late the, the Clippers doctors just like how he felt in San Antonio and things like that so I don't know man um I think he's staying I don't think he would have made all those moves from Toronto to to just leave in two years so I think he's staying with the Clippers how old is Kawhi 30, 30, 30 and three days. I checked the other day. Yeah. <laughs> 30 and three days. Okay. Very accurate. Very precise. Mock, what do you think about Kawhi? You, you I like love, Kawhi, right? Yeah. I love Kawhi. I was, I was love, love Kawhi. Uh, okay. That's the injury that for this year that really stung me the most. Um, I feel like we really missed out on what we could have seen from him in the conference finals against the Suns. Uh, I, I feel like the Clippers would have won that in six. Um, but I, I guess we'll never know. Uh, I I just is Paul George. Did he sign the same deal, or he did a four year, right? He did more, yeah. I think he, he did, did three he, plus one. He initially he initially did the the two year deal, the one and one, but then he signed the extension last summer. See, so I, he's I actually like, he's actually a good trade piece for someone yeah. who wants to you know uh, rock the boat, whether it's Lillard or. Julius Randle, whatever. Um, yeah. But if you trade for Paul George today, you're going to get three years of control, which is a lot more than other superstars. Yeah, I, I I love both Paul George and Kawhi. I just don't love them necessarily together. Yeah, um, I agree with that. They need a playmaker. Like the, that offense has looked clunky for the two years that they've been together. Um, I mean, talent kind of overtakes that at some point. Uh, but yeah, they just don't get many easy buckets. Like, like they don't have anyone. Paul George is great. Uh, he, he's great at what he does, but he's not a good enough playmaker to kind of carry that team. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's a little bit of an understatement. Um, I, I'm really interested to see what happens because 
you know, so much was put into those two two guys getting together. They wanted to play together. Obviously, the Clippers gave up the whole boat to get them together. And um, yeah, it, it'd be really sad for Clipper fans to to lose <laughs> lose one of them or lose their chances so quickly. All right, um, let's let's get ready to wrap this up. What do you guys think about the finals? We know that one team is in. We know the um, the Suns have a chance. Uh, we'll we'll find out very soon if it'll be the Hawks or the Bucks. Um, by the time you guys listen to this, I mean this will be a little old. But let's take some uh, let's take some predictions. Albie, what do you think for the finals? Predictions. Um, betting favorite right now is the Suns, but I'm cheering for the Bucks. I actually want to have another question. If if Giannis comes back and he plays well in the finals, he gets that finals MVP. He's going to have two MVPs, a ring and a finals MVP. There's not many people with that type of resume. And I know Mock, you hate him. But that's like top 10, top 15 caliber already. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I was I was pretty upset about, about thinking about that. Um, just because <laughs> that would mean he would have, he would be one up basically on Hakeem already. And that is not good. I mean, Hakeem would have the the two finals and finals MVPs, but Giannis could say that he has two regular season MVPs. And that is just, I don't know, that's embarrassing. <laughs> and a defensive player of the year. I know Hakeem has one of those. Yeah, I mean, he's, I think he has two. But, I mean, Giannis would have the Giannis, same thing where he did both in the same year, which is only Hakeem and MJ correct. have done that. And Giannis is only 26. Oh, boy. I mean, this is like how we talked last time about how many uh, defensive player of the years uh, Rudy Gobert was going to win, right? I'm just even, so even though now I don't know if he's going to win any more, given how bad he was. Yeah, I'm glad the playoffs exposed Gobert, but um, no, I'm I'm telling you guys, if if he does come back and win a Finals, maybe a Finals MVP, his resume already at age 26 is like up there. It's true. Something really strange happened with me when he hyperextended that knee. Like I, I don't know why I don't hate him anymore. Uh, there you go. I don't know. Bring it. Bring I, back I, the I love, feel, man. I feel really bad for him. Um, and I think I'm trying to think back to why I didn't like him in the first place. And I, I think it boils down to a lot of overhype. Like that's the thing that kind of bugs me the most about most of the players that I end up hating, like, I feel like they're overhyped. And, um, for Giannis, like, he, he kind of what he is, and, and I do appreciate the effort. Like, like they're not denying that. Um, but, yeah, I, I hope he can come back. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, Albert. I'm, I'm rooting for the Bucks at this point. Nice. Um, but, uh, wow. yeah, I don't know. The, Man, the injury, looked, it, it looks scary. Bunch of Chris Paul haters. I cannot wait for the Suns <laughs> to win it all. I really want them to win. I love the Suns. I I really like Chris Paul now. I obviously did not like him when he was in Houston that much, but he was probably my least hated um, between him and Harden and when we got Carmelo. So, <laughs> so complicated, yeah. <laughs> all right, anything else you guys want to cover? I think what wants so it's very funny because I actually have a, a soft spot for Giannis too. And it's not because of that injury, even though that injury looks so gruesome. Um, but he's like such a good guy. Like he's a family oh, guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, what true. I'm saying. Yeah. He's, just, he's super simple. Like he just that's wears, true. He he just wears like the sweats. He just wears those sweats. Like he's not like showy like Westbrook or LeBron. Like he's just wearing those Nike sweats every time. And, um, the, the interview, they interviewed him a, a few months ago, 
and he just had a son. I think his son is like a year or two uh, years old. And um, basically he said, if his son one day asked him to quit basketball, like he would in a second to play with his son every day. And that's, I know that that sucks for like basketball fans in Milwaukee to hear, especially like after giving him, I don't know, $200 million, but he's just a family guy and he's doing it all to like support his brothers, to support his family. Like, I think it's a really cool story. The reason why I didn't like him initially is because the guy has zero like basketball skill. Like he still airballs free throws every single game, but, um, I'm pulling for him, man. I would love for the Bucks to win because no one expected the Bucks in the East. Crazy. Like I'm, I think we're closet Giannis fans now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I have definitely grown a little on Giannis as well. I've, I don't think I ever hated him the way you guys did either. But I mean, yeah, he, he loves basketball. He loves life, I think, and that's, that's a, that's refreshing to see like his perspective and just the way he handles things. You know, he knows he, he misses free throws, but he just keeps trying. And he's, he's a guy that works hard and. Uh, has like grown so much since since he started the league. It's it's a good story, but um, I'm still going Suns. Let's get those Suns to the pinnacle. Let's move Chris Paul up our all-time list. Thank you for joining Six Pennies Podcast. Let us know what you guys think in the comments. Leave us a review on iTunes. And thanks as always for listening. 